Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined for the second time by my friend, Jeff Giannakovo from Big Ticket Life. Jeff, welcome back. Thanks for being here. I love it, man. I'm happy to be here. And you nailed that last name. So like that's, we've got like a minute and a half of time now in the podcast show. <laughs> going to say you and I have known each other for like decades through Planet Dan Kennedy and Direct Response. Right. I, I, would, I would hope I would get your last name right. Yep. Well, so thank you. last Appreciate time it. you were here, um, we talked about the primary piece of the pie, gardeners, mattresses, and more where mm -hmm. your innovative application of direct response, marketing, personality-driven marketing, emotional marketing kind of made you, at least in my mind, you know, Planet Dan royalty, because mm -hmm. he used you as an example so many times. Yep. And then you've evolved, obviously you still have Gardner's Mattress and more, and you've evolved into a whole bunch of other things. So catch us and our audience up on all the other pies your fingers are now in since dominating the retail mattress market. Yeah. So, I mean, great setup um, and great, great way to kind of bridge bridge from the last time to this time. So, I mean, really, really my whole reason of going into Gardner's Mattress and more at the time, 12 years ago now, was to leverage my knowledge base within that industry. I was on the wholesale side of the business. It was really viewed as an investment. Um, but after being involved in, in the retail business for a couple of years, the wholesale factory side of the business as a hired gun uh, became very tenuous. Um, a lot of the factories really started to play cute with commission dollars. And, you know, the final straw for me was in 2012, where I made less than I did in 2008, but I had sold more. Okay. And obviously that's not a good side of the equation. I was going to say, no, sold more, made less is it, yeah. the reverse of where that should be. Right. And, and, you know, I, I just kind of looked at that, that work-life balance thing. I realized, you know, gee whiz, I've got this four-year-old now at home. I've got an eight-year-old who I missed a lot of stuff. What was I really building? What was this for? And I realized, you know, I need to take better control. So, that, so I really kind of leaned into gardeners for a couple of years. Um, but throughout all of that, I knew I always wanted to sit in the investor seat in my own business. Another way to say it is I always wanted to be working on the business, not in the business. Um, I wanted a business that worked for me, not me for it. 
And uh, proof of that right now is I'm sitting at home. I've actually got a cold water ice therapy machine on my leg. Uh, I had a pretty involved knee replacement three weeks ago, Monday, um, uh, or three weeks ago from this recording. Uh, and, uh, you know, the business has been fine. My business partner was actually away in the Bahamas uh, the week I was out, that first week I was out for surgery. Business is fine. Actually, business is fantastic. And uh, the business works for us. So my partner and I in that business, we do sit in what I like to call that investor seat. And as a business owner, when you look to be in that investor seat, in other words, the sole focus is making good decisions for the company or companies you own. When you get to sit in that seat, life really changes. So that kind of catches us up and we can expand on anything else you want. I was going to say, well, we got time. Um, so let's dive a whole lot deeper into that. Talk to us about the origin story of Big, big Ticket Life and what Big t- Ticket Life is all about. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, you know, the term coaching consultant is, you know, this is a little pseudo lesson you, you, you brought up. Dan, Dan is still somebody I consider a mentor and a friend. Uh, at the end of last year, I went through a course of his. Um, I mean, imagine being at a point in life where you've your health almost took you out, as it did for Dan. You rebound back, you're healthy again, but you kind of have to scale back your operations, but you still have such a connection, an emotional connection of life-changing servitude that Dan had, that you can go to your list and say, hey, I'm doing a masterclass. It's for about 40 people only. It's going to start in November. It's going to be four classes and it's five grand. And he sells it out like that. So I share that not to impress anybody that I participated in that, but to share that. I don't think of myself as a coach and a consultant. I think of myself as a fractionary visionary officer who helps integrator-led businesses grow about 300% in five years. Okay. So that's, that's, what the, that's what the big ticket life is about. So that's one heck of a claim, right? Right. A couple hundred percent in a couple of years is an incredible growth in a very short period of time. I don't want you giving away the secret sauce completely because I want people to take part of it if they qualify. So let's start there. First of all, who is an ideal client for Big Ticket Life? Well, so Big Ticket Life brand was started around what I know best, what I connect with best, who I serve best. And that's, you know, your your Main Street face-to-face type businesses. I'm not an e-com guy at all. And a lot of people confuse me with that because one of the things I like to say is um, I help I help business owners survive in a quote-unquote Amazon world. And people immediately think I'm doing Amazon fulfill, like FBA, which... I don't know how you connect those dots, but whatever. Um, I use in an Amazon world more as like a noun and a verb, right? Um, A a local Main Street-led business selling face-to-face can be Amazon, can be outsold or out-presented, out-positioned by Amazon if they just don't commit to that customer experience, if they don't commit to a high level of service, uh, a repositioning of authority in the marketplace. You know, it's really those few things that make the secret sauce. Um, Where I best help is that integrator who's really good at leading teams of people, but they're kind of stuck inside their own industry, their own niche. You know, they go to their own industry conferences. They might be in an industry mastermind where they sit and they pour over spreadsheets of cost analysis on running a service crew into a home and how to get more dollars per mileage and savings out of the van. Like, that's all cool. That only goes so far. Like you can only cost cut to a point where you start hitting bone, right? And 
when that when you get to that point, the next evolution is, well, what's the next step for growth? And it has to be growth. It has to be I reposition myself uh, in a way that's unlike anybody else in my market. And, so, and, and that's where I come in. So how do you, so, I mean, let's do an example. Let's talk about mm-hmm. it. Cause you obviously the most, the best case study ever is the one of your own. So let's talk a little bit about how you took what is traditionally a commodity business, the mattress business, where mm-hmm. you got the guys doing screaming commercials, extreme discount mattress. We sell for less than the other guys and everybody's doing a race to the bottom. And you positioned yourself as the premium provider and an experience talk a little bit about that journey and then obviously we'll apply it to other types of businesses that might not say be a mattress store because as you know as you've taught if we think my business is different we can't make any money and you can make money or excuses but you can't make both so folks watching listening don't think it was a mattress store think how can this apply to my business and jeff will more directly translate that later but listen to this amazing story yeah so you're right it is a commodity business. You know, right now, somebody in the time um, that they're listening to the show, they could go on their phone, just, you know, swipe over to the Amazon app and, or the Target app or the Lowe's app or the Home Depot app or the Meyer app or the Kroger app and buy a mattress and have it shipped to their door. So that's about as commodity as it gets, in my opinion. Um, and for us, it is about that experience. It is about curating incredible product working a lot harder, uh, the way we work in our store, the vendors that we have as a single location store. Now, we don't do the volume of a single location in our business. We do way more, uh, about three times that number. But what we curate, we have no business by conventional terms having 11 different primary vendors for a mattress. Most people would have one or two. And actually, if we had one, it would put a quarter million dollars in my pocket because I get a lot of rebates and ad incentives on the back end, but then we wouldn't be the business that we are because I'd have to be an extension of that big, big name brand. Any listener would know a Celia Simmons, Asserta. I'd just be another mouthpiece for them. And I don't want to be a mouthpiece for them. I want to be my own brand. So we curate incredible product. We, we uh, sell sleep. We wrote a book called sleep better. We freely give that to people. So when my team is working in a quote with somebody and the typical customer response is, well, can you get me a card with the price written down? We, we take a step to say, sure, that's not a problem. Actually, let's summarize our conversation with a formal quote and we slide it into the book and we slide it into a chapter that's relevant to that person's needs on improving their sleep. And that's the thing. We're actually selling better sleep. We're selling a happier, more productive day. And that, and that's really what we feel our purpose is in our community is to, to make our community better through a powerful and restorative night's sleep. Because when you wake up in the morning, you're not upset at your kids because they're messing around as kids do in the morning. You don't yell at them and feel bad all day. It doesn't derail you. You got that energy in the day to be more productive at work, to be happier because sleep is powerful and that's what we're selling and that's what we fit. So how do you... You made it not about the product, which everybody, which is the commodity, which can be perceived as a commodity. And you made it about the end thing that the product delivers. And you made it talk a little bit about the way you've made the dreaming room and everything else an experience in your store. Yeah. I mean, we we took one of uh, Dan Kennedy's principles. So when you said, Seth, about, hey, listeners, you're going to hear Jeff talk about mattresses, but this can work in another business. I took a teaching from Dan, all his work he did over the years with chiropractors and presenting the case presentation 
in a defined room and in, in, in a unique place, right? In the in the presentation room to present the case for chiropractic care. It wasn't in the offices. It wasn't with the scary table in the back corner. It was in a nice room where the patient was told, listen, after 12 weeks, we're gonna have your back feeling great. You're gonna be running marathons and be lifting 300 pounds on and on. So we took that, not for our dream room, but for our customer lounge. We took that example and we sit down and we say, look, let's have a conversation. I don't know if we're a fit to do business together yet or not. If we can impact the way you're going to sleep, we are definitely a way to do business. And, and we can certainly, uh, we're certainly a fit to do business together. But we want to first understand what your problems are. So if you're open to that conversation, let's just have a seat and talk. And that's diametrically different than, than what anybody in our marketplace is doing and what so many others do. And I think that can directly translate into anybody else's business. You know, if you're a kitchen remodeler, I think the first question you should be asking people is, what don't you like about your kitchen? And what memories do you want to create around this kitchen table with your family? That is absolutely beautiful. I love that. It's funny. We, my wife is a, you know, top 100 mommy blogger. And she recently wrote one last week about give your kids less presents and more of your presence. Mm, and yep, like she, that, she said, you know, I can't remember almost any of the birthday or holiday presents that my parents ever got me growing up. But mm -hmm. I remember the time we went to Disney. I remember skipping school to go on a ski to for them to sneak me out to go skiing. Yep. So we've been trying to teach that lesson to our kids and say, hey, listen, go look at the toys you've got and look at how many of them you don't play with anymore. And yep. you don't even know you have because they're buried in a pile. And you know what? We're going to go swimming with dolphins in a month and you will remember that forever. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So yeah. let's say, how does a business that, let's say, isn't a retail mattress, um, how do they make it about an experience? How do they make it about more than the product or service they deliver? Yeah. So uh, one of the things that we do, you referenced in our dream room, um, there will allow people to actually try before they buy. This was taken from, from the, the days a little different now for car dealerships in the, in the day and time we're in today, but it used to be years ago. You know, the, the tactic was send you home for the, with the car for the weekend. You know, if your credit was good and, you know, they nothing popped up on your driver's license, right? Um, so they'd send you home and, you know, your neighbors would see the car and you'd, you'd enjoy driving it. And the weekend typically was you'd get a date night together, you'd go do an errand or something, you'd pick up groceries. And you got to see what life was like with this new car, right? And so we took that and made a dream room. So the dream room in our store is, it looks like um, a, a nice hotel suite. And we'll move a mattress in from the floor onto the end of the dream room. And you can close the door, read a book, take a nap, watch TV. Just don't do anything you don't want mom to see. We ask <laughs> that you're respectful of our, of our business. But uh you get to try it out and relax. You don't have a salesperson. You don't have other people looking at you. You know, buying mattresses is kind of a weird, a weird proposition, right? You're in this strange store you're with somebody you never met and you're land out. You're vulnerable. So we took that away, right? Uh, I translated this to uh, Natuzzi, if you know the like fine Italian leather sofas. Um, you know, their problem is they make incredible stuff. They got incredible hide, incredible colors, incredible process to have durable quality furniture for, for decades. Uh, the problem is one sofa is now 
the same price as what two, three, and four rooms of furniture is sold for in your big top 100 chain stores. One sofa, a house full of furniture. So how do you communicate that value prop? So I had a franchise local uh, to me actually come to me to work together. So I dream roomed their presentation. I said, people aren't buying it because it's blue, red, or beige. They want to buy it because they want to be comfortable and they want this piece of furniture to dovetail into how they use it. So we created a dream room uh, presentation, if you will, and we made up avatars. We had the sacred room. That was like my grandmother's living room where you just sat and you were quiet and you talked, or maybe you took a nap, no shoes, no food, no drinks, right? Mostly used on Sunday. Um, Grand Central Station is, is what you could imagine it to be. You eat in there, you watch TV in there, you meet, you entertain in there. Uh, the power power couple room was for a couple that maybe doesn't have kids or they're older kids. They're still working. They're high powered. They got to do, do a lot of work at night. They need things to plug in, laptops and chargers. They need to be able to go up and down fast with the, the recline mechanism. And they actually had one of the fastest reclining mechanisms at about six and a half seconds, which when the doorbell's ringing or a phone's ringing, you don't have it near you, 10 seconds versus six and a half seems like an eternity, Right. When we position it that way, you you change diametrically the emotions your customers are feeling because you're not just talking about a brown sofa for a price versus a brown sofa, a brown recliner, a brown ottoman, a carpet, lamps, uh, and, and artwork that are the same price as your one sofa. You know, so you just change you change the whole dialogue, you change the whole emotion of the sale when you can put people into the space where they're going to use your product and your service. How are you applying those principles to growing big ticket life, which has had, you know, an incredible rise? Yeah. So for, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's really about putting in that experience. Um, one of the things we do, I always urge my clients to do is to, is to create that book, create that authority piece, create those chunks of authority content. Maybe that might be a series of guides. That might be a more tactical approach. Uh, it might be a book. But we have to establish that authority and it's got to be there. We can't just write about it and have no substance. Um, you know, and that's one of the things I look at. If, if I'm going to work with somebody um, and I don't work with hundreds of clients um, in this capacity, I work with like two handfuls. That's it. Those are the relationships that I want because they're meaningful. Um, so I, I, I vet and I make sure that if we're going to write a book that there's there's meat there. It's, it's a real person. It's a real business that's got substance and expertise behind it. So we put that into play. We, we find these unique experiential touch points, uh, as I like to call it. Um, you know, we, we, look, we look for places to dream room their business, if you will. Um, you know, I had a deck builder friend of mine um, one time who, who made his own, um, he extruded like his own decking material, like Trex decking, but his own thing. I said, can you can color this stuff, right? Yeah, I have like six or seven colors. I said, well, but you can make it like, you know, Philadelphia Eagles colors, right? Or, you know, you're up, you're still up New York way, correct? Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. So blue and gold for the Sabres or blue and red for the Bills, right? You know, so, so if the guy of the home or, you know, women are into football and hockey and baseball too, let's say the homeowners are really into sports and their deck is their main entertaining area and that, you know, they have a TV out there. Could we put some color into that deck? Could we, could we create that? Yeah, that'd be incredible. I said, and the cost is negligible, 
but that emotional connection is huge. And, uh, and so they ran off with that. And, you know, the question became, well, what do I charge for that? I said, well, I would think you should put out a price of pretty much whatever you think makes sense, you know, and then like double that price. So it was like a 20% premium and they sold it because people wanted it. They absolutely wanted it. And the guarantee was that if the color um, faded, they would refresh it. And that's what made the value equation for that extra 20% so incredible because those, those brighter colors were prone to failure over time just by the nature of things. Um, but it, it's thinking like that. It's those visionary things where I'll challenge a business owner to hit that new level. And that's where we can explode the growth. But we've got to have a good basis of foundation. We've got to be in motion with something. I can't, I can't get, I can't, I'm not going to help an army start to march. I'm going to help them change direction. Love the analogy. How do you apply those principles in today's world where a lot of businesses have gone completely virtual, mm. right? There's no physical dreaming room to go lay down right. in. How do we do that? Whether we're an e-com store or whether we're uh, some type of marketer or consultant where there is no physical environment to do some beautiful work on. Yeah. I think there it would be, you know, um, it would be a, a function of having things arrive at the front door via FedEx or the mail um, to, to complement whatever service it is that you're offering. Um, you know, I, I'm somebody in the medical space I'm, I'm going to speak vaguely because I don't know that I'm, because this is current work in motion through a friend of mine helping his client. But I'll say in the medical space, they're able to show uh, their patient what they'll look like with the new process, right? So they're moving that person, they're moving their customer from the present into what the future will be and what they'll look like on the other side. And they're using technology to do that. I think that's very cool. You know, yeah. um, and no one's done that in that space and they're going to charge for it. It's a small fee, but it's, it's that, it's the fact that that prospect, well, that lead now shifts to a prospect by the nature of they've paid that small fee to move in the funnel of lead to prospect the customer. That's the way I think, like you can create all the leads you want. You have to move them to actually being a prospect to do business with you. And you need to install these little markers along the way. In this instance, pay a small fee to see what it's going to look like on the other side when we work together. And I think things like that um, can help a virtual business move forward faster, move that lead to a prospect and eventually a customer. Absolutely. What do you like best about what you're doing now? What I like best is being able to bring like the things that I love, right? Like I love the creation process. Um, I don't love the managing of people process, okay? Which is why I specifically say, I look for that well-established integrator who can lead teams because that's going to be the, the yin to my yang, if you will, in the relationship. I'm going to push the integrator. I'm going to push the person leading their team to maybe put somebody in their shoes. And then that business owner, that integrator and I work together to work on the creation of new and exciting growth, growth moments and growth opportunities and get them into their own investor seat. That makes a lot of sense. 
for our folks watching and listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for us to send them to learn more about you? Yeah, so because I have a number of things going on, uh, you can kind of see the couple relationships that I put out publicly that I'm working in this role with. Um, you can check out anything we talked about, gardeners. You can check out anything about me. Just go to thejeffg.com. So that's kind of like a choose your own adventure book back in middle school, right? Remember when we read those? I love um, those. Yeah, right? So like to see the Hardy Boys go down the cave and like pick up the, the, the diamond skull and unlock the mystery, go to chapter page 37 thejeffg.com you choose your own adventure if anything i threw down you'd like to connect on you can do it there all right well we know your time is incredibly valuable we greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us this has been seth green go with jeff go check out thejeffg.com jeff thanks again for joining us thank you so much for having me really enjoyed it thanks everybody for watching or listening we will talk to you or see you next time do you need money to fund your idea product or service are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.